0: The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to BCA. If uh, we have not had the chance to meet before, my name is Caleb and I get to serve as the youth pastor here at BCA. And uh, this is a crazy day for Sierra and I in some ways because six years ago we got to join the youth staff here and to be able to help with the junior hires and we've got to serve in a lot of different capacities but now as the main youth pastors and that sort of a thing and it's wild because six years means that this group of seniors were sixth graders when we started and we now get to celebrate them graduating this year. So I feel old uh, just a little bit Because all of them I can remember when legitimately they were like this tall. And I'm the shortest now when I stand with the guys for a photo and things like that. But today is a good day. Today is an awesome day as we are getting to celebrate our graduates. I hope you all know how proud of you we are. Uh, I already told you a bunch of that on Wednesday. So I won't belabor it and I will not cry today. That's the goal. That is the hope. Uh, Yeah, we're going to see how this goes. It's Sunday. It's Sunday. So it's a good day to gather, and it's a good day to dive into the Word of God. Throughout these last couple of weeks and this entire summer, we are going on a journey through the Psalms. We're looking at Psalm 23, actually, in particular. And what we're going to do today is just the same thing. We're going to look at a portion of Psalm 23. And seniors, I believe that this section of Psalm 23 is going to be one that encourages you. But do not worry. If you are not 17, 18, or 19 and graduating high school, this message will still apply to you because the Word of God goes to every single one of us. And so today, my hope is that it will encourage us all as we look at the changing seasons of life and that sort of a thing. So to start us off then, we already heard it in the video. You're hearing it every week. But I want to read Psalm 23 for us. And my hope is actually, by the end of this series, wouldn't it be awesome to have this be a passage of Scripture we never forget, that we remember as we walk through our journey of life, and we're able to look to God as who? As our shepherd who leads us through many things. Psalm 23 says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we just thank you. God, once again, we thank you for these graduates. We thank you for these seniors, God, whom we get to celebrate and honor today. God, we thank you for letting us as a community pour into their lives these last number of years. And God, we pray that you go before them in the journey that lays ahead. And God, in this moment, we ask that as we dive into your word and we see what the scripture has to say, that you would prepare our hearts. You would help us to hear, but not just hear, but to receive and be changed by the things you are calling us towards. God, help me to speak clear and help every one of us to hear and receive well. Lord Jesus, we just thank you and praise you in your holy name. Amen, amen, amen. So for today, what we're going to do is we are going to hone in on the second half of verse 2. You see, verse 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beswi- beside quiet waters. We're looking at, He leads me beside quiet waters. You see, oftentimes we uh, like to take verses like this and combine them. We read them quickly, so we think they're saying the same thing just kind of twice. But today I want you to realize it's actually two very specific things that matter in very different ways. You see, when we look at verse 2 and it ends up saying that he makes me lie down in green pastures, it's that God will give us rest and sustenance, that there will be a time where he looks and he says, it is time for you to pause. That is a great thing. The second half, though, he leaves me beside quiet waters. What does that mean? time to move. It means that there will be a time when we have to move, and what will happen, he will be by our side through it. I don't know about you. I love the sound of a vacation. I love the sound of having a weekend. I love having times where I can say everything is shut off, but I will tell you that what I love most is going through the midst of a week, the midst of life, and saying, although I'm not getting to stop, guess what? I have peace. That's what today is about. It's looking at the fact that, guess what? There is a reality we must step into. Seniors, you have a very real thing you're stepping into. Every one of us have things that we are walking in. Whether you're in here, whether you are a parent, a grandparent, you're single, you're married, whatever it may be, there is a journey you are on. And if we just wait for the weekend, then we miss a very big thing that God has called us to what? Peace with him and through it. So today as we look at this, I think we need to realize even something more, is that there is a reason why it's by still waters. You see, we could read that and just say, oh, well, it's just a metaphor for this or this, or it's just a quick thing that sounded good. But the reality is that water carried a lot of weight back in this time. Whether you're looking at David writing this psalm or you look all the way back to the very beginning of the Bible being written, this time period, the cultures had a connotation that was ascribed to water. You see, when we look at a verse like Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, it says this In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You see, I want you to take a moment, I want you to imagine, let's just say like, well, we could even just say like a thousand years ago, but let's imagine back like 5,000 years ago, whatever it may be. And imagine someone looking at the ocean. Imagine someone even just looking at a big sea, a big body of water, and then you look at them and you say, now traverse this. It was one of the most deadly things that you could do. Why? Because the waters were rough. The waters were Chaotic. You see, as they would look out into the water, they would see something. They would be scared. There was uncertainty. They did not know what lied ahead. You see, for my wife and I back in uh, September, something like that. Yeah, I'll say September. It doesn't matter for you guys. Back in September, we got to go on a cruise. We stayed like the middle of the ship and we stayed where we had no windows. Why? It's cheap. So we got to go out on this boat and we're on this cruise ship. And as we're out on this cruise ship going around, can I just tell you, I wasn't really worried about it very much. Why? Because you get on the cruise ship, and like, one, it's big. It's big. We figured it out at this point. We know how to make them work well. They end up having even, what, security procedures. They have boats on the boat for you to get into if the boat's having a problem. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I'm good. But I will tell you, there was one night that things started moving, and it's like, do we really trust this thing? Well, here's the reality. We can. Imagine back then. Imagine back then they look out and what do they see the water as? They see the water as purely chaos. And so as we look in scripture and we look at that time, they would look and they would refer to water as the chaos of life. Because in the same way that if you were just dropped into the ocean, there's uncertainty there. Guess what? When you're dropped into the middle of life, when let's say you graduate high school and are stepping into a new journey, it can feel a little chaotic. See, in Genesis 1, the reason why I want us to recognize this passage so much when it comes to chaos is because where is God? He's above it. You see, at that time when you would look at cultures and communities and the way they would ascribe water and they would tell stories about their gods, what would they do? They would come out of the water or they would use the water to form things and to make things. What were they implying? That they were actually from the chaos and they used the chaos. That their gods were powerful, but maybe they were not so good. So what do we see our God ascribed to? He is not a part of the chaos of this life. He is above it. He is hovering over it. And what does he then do? He leads us beside it. He walks with us through it. So today, this psalm, although again, sustenance and being taken care of is a great thing, I believe that today we must recognize that we have peace in the midst of this thing called life that has very much chaos. So as I was reflecting on this and I was thinking about this reality, as I was thinking about our seniors and our grads and really just every single one of us as we have changes in life, I, I decided to title the message, Calming Chaos. And I ended up looking to a story in Mark four thirty-five to 41 that speaks to that very thing. See, it's a story of Jesus and his disciples. Let's read it together. It says this, Rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. What's happening in this story? Well, Jesus is out with his disciples They're ministering to people. They're taking time to help them know about what God is wanting to do. And Jesus looks and he ends up saying, hey, let's go to the other side of the lake. Why? Let's go to the other side of the sea. Why? Because there's other people that need to know this. The disciples say, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's get the boats ready. They take off in the boats. Now, I want you to hear this. These disciples within the group, there are some skilled fishermen. These skilled fishermen, fishermen knew what they were doing. It was not like a bunch of senior guys trying to do a lake day with their dad's boat and they don't really know how to unload it and load it and all those things. None of you have had a moment where you've messed up with a boat. So these guys go, they prepare the boat. They know what they're doing. Jesus goes, he's taking a nap. He's tired. He knows he's got a long day ahead of him. He's taking a nap in the front. And then what happens? A storm hits. This isn't just like rain rain. This isn't when it rains for the first time in the spring and no one knows how to drive. Like this is like, it's raining, it's happening. They're having waves come over the ship. They don't know what's going on. They go up to Jesus. They say, Jesus, don't you know we're gonna die now? They're freaking out. Jesus, what does he do? He calms the storm. He calms the storm and then he looks to them and he says, don't, where's your faith? Don't you realize, I'm here with you. And then it's interesting. They go to Jesus. They need a solution. He provides the solution. And then they're a little scared of him. They're like, what just happened here? We didn't think you could actually do it. Man, that's us a lot of the time. That's a side note. See, today with this story, what I want to do is I want to point out three things. Three things that I believe for you seniors and I believe for every single one of us. That we can look and we can realize that are going to help us what? Have peace in the midst of the chaos, to realize that our shepherd is what walking beside us in and through it all. Let's look at these things. Number one, Jesus gave the disciples a plan. Here's the interesting thing. I think for some people, if you've been in church in a while and you've heard this story before, I think a lot of the times we forget that Jesus came up with the idea. Jesus says, Let's go across. Jesus said, let's get in the boat. And then what happens? It does not go well. It doesn't go smooth. It doesn't go easy. But Jesus gave them the plan. Seniors, I want you to hear this today. Trouble doesn't mean it was the wrong step. Trouble doesn't mean it was the wrong step. As you're deciding what you're going to do with your life, as you're trying to figure things out, whether it's going to college, serving the military, stepping into a trade, whatever it may be, There's going to be hard times. There's going to be difficulty. Doesn't mean it was the wrong step. Sometimes it means you have to trust who's in the boat with you. See, there's a reality for every single one of us, whether you're young or old, that as we believe Jesus has given us a plan, we hit hard times and we think what? Abandoned mission. Mustn't have been the thing I was supposed to do. No, Jesus gave them the plan. So what was their job to start to step out? to execute, to go do what it was they were called to do. What were they supposed to do? Let's get to the other side of this lake. Jesus gave them the plan, but things started to go wrong. And that's the second point. The plan was legitimately disrupted. The plan was legitimately disrupted. Here's the thing. You have to know this about the Gospel of Mark, where we're getting this story out of. The Gospel of Mark, by all accounts, was really given from the perspective of Peter. Peter. Now, Peter then was telling Mark and Mark was kind of a scribe and he's writing it down for him and all these things. Peter talks down about himself many times in the gospel of Mark. He's real about his sin. He's real about his struggles. He's real about the problems he has. But in this moment, as a fisherman, he was like, I was not over exaggerating. He wants you to know this was a legit storm that approached our boat. We were what? Really scared. We really did not know what was going on. There was a legitimate disruption. I think the reality for many of us is we get confused when God has given us a plan. He has shown us something to do when our shepherd is leading us. And guess what? There's a legitimate disruption. We end up thinking that the plan was all wrong. We have to remember who's with us in the journey. There's going to be disruption. I wish I could do an easy message today. I wish that I could get up here and I could say good things that sound nice and encourage us really, really well. I wish I could get up here and I could say, man, if you know that God told you to do this and you step out, guess what? It will be an easy path and it's going to be smooth sailing and it's going to go great your entire life. And most of you in this room would start to laugh because you know that that is not the case. That life happens. That the only thing we can do is what? Know that disruption will happen and we have to be obedient to what God has placed before us. I would rather help prepare you guys with truth than give you guys things that make you just think, hey, it's going to be easy. I would rather us realize that there is a God who what? Actually has to walk us by still waters rather than think there's just waters that are going to be fine for us. There is a legitimate disruption. And for some of you, you should find some peace in this. Your concerns, the struggles, the trials you have walked through are not illegitimate. They are not diminished in the eyes of God. They are not things that need to be explained away because you should just look and say, oh, well, it's just all fine, actually. No, it was a legitimate disruption. There are legitimate things that take place that God looks and he says, how can I meet you in the midst of this? Because this is the peace we end up finding, is that number three, peace was brought to the boat. Peace was brought to the boat. They face a storm, they have a moment, they don't know what's going on and then peace was brought to the boat. Jesus calms the chaos. You see, what's interesting is Jesus was willing to meet the disciples where they were at. We end up thinking about this story, at least for myself, most of the time, I've always thought back to it and been like, yeah, the disciples go to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, can you calm the storm? That's not what they did. They go to him and say, teacher, don't you care if we drown? They face trial and they don't go to God for help. They go to God and question him. They question his character. They question his relationship. They question if he loves them. They look and they say, do you care? But what does Jesus do? He doesn't wait for them to get the right attitude. He doesn't wait for them to correct the way they spoke to him. He does not wait for them to say the proper prayer or make the right request. He doesn't wait till he can get 10 more minutes in his nap. No, Jesus looks and he looks past them. He looks past the way they are feeling in that moment, not because he's disregarding it, but because he wants to do what? He wants to meet them in the midst of the problem. He calms the storm. They don't even ask him if he could do it. He just does it. And once he calms the storm, what does he do? He does not just bring peace. He brings peace with a lesson. He looks to them and says, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? See, Jesus wasn't looking at them in the midst of their storm and their trial and saying, can't you just get it right already? No, 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 no. He meets them. He delivers them. He ministers to them. But then what does he do? He calls them up to the fullness of what he wants them to realize. See, I want you all to hear this today. You don't have to get it right all the time. There's going to be times that our response is like the disciple. The disciples are walking with Jesus. They're teaching with Jesus. They're seeing miracles happen and they run to the front of the boat and they're like, you must not care about us because you gave us a plan that had problems along the way. And Jesus looks and he brings peace and what? Helps them get across, but he wants to prepare them for what's next in the journey. Why? Because he knew troubles would approach again. See, I want you to hear this today. You maybe have gone to God and right now you're worried. You're like, I've given bad responses to God. Before. Guess what? He still wants to meet you, but he wants you to realize that you can trust him. Why? He's in the boat. Because he's in the boat. Because he's going with you. He's walking on this journey that he has called you to, he's on the journey with you. You see, the bottom line of today, if I could sum up this entire message into one sentence, if in six years you guys write one thing down, it would be this. God leads you by still waters, not because they were calm, rather because he calmed them. See, there's a reality for every single one of us as we follow Jesus that we have a tendency to look for the easy road. We have a tendency to look for what is the easiest path? What's the easiest career? Where's the most demand? What can I do with this, this, and this? And when we look at those things through that lens, we're looking for what, calm waters. When the reality is God just wants you to walk with him as he what, calms the waters before. You might look and you might say, that looks like a raging ocean in front of me. Well, guess who's in your boat? It's not that you had to find the calm path. It's that he'll calm it before you. See, the road does not matter. The boat doesn't matter. The lake doesn't matter. The ocean doesn't matter. The fact that the water's calm does not even matter. The one by your side is. Psalm 23 He leads me beside still water. It's not a verse we should value because the water is calm. It's a verse that we should value because he is there with us. That is what matters. There's often times that we go to Jesus through life when hard times approach and we thank him once the water is calm. But can I tell you that you can trust him because he's by your side? No matter what is going on. No matter the situation. No matter the circumstance. So today, practically speaking, I just got three things for you that I believe are going to help you to walk in light of this, in this journey of life that, guess what, is pretty chaotic. First thing's this. Step out in faith. Step out in faith. Seniors, as you've taken time to see the path in front of you, step out in faith. I've already told all of you this before, probably time and time again. If you're taking a step with an intent to honor God, and guess what, maybe it's not the exact right step, If your heart and your intention is saying, God, I want to honor you, he can knock it to the right way. Just step out in faith and see what he has. But can I encourage all of us, whether you're in here, online, watching this, in traditions, whatever it may be, that this is also for us. As a capital C church, we need to stop looking at stepping out in faith as something you do when you're 17, 18, 19, 20. We oftentimes will look at young people and we'll say, what is God calling you to? Can I encourage you that he's calling you to something too? Maybe you say, well, now I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my 60s. Step out in faith. Is he leading you to something? Well, that looks like, that's not the typical path that somebody would take at my age. Well, that's not really what would be acceptable within my career field. Well, somebody wouldn't walk away from this good of a job. Is he asking you to step out? Step out in faith. And know that he's with you on the journey. The second thing is this. Know that life has chaos. Know that life has chaos. Why do I say this? Because I really want to encourage you. No, I mean, I wish it was more encouraging. Know that it has chaos. Why? Because if you're prepared for it, you can properly respond to it. I don't know about you guys. I was talking about rainy weather for us when people drive earlier. Here's the reality. When it starts to snow, nobody knows what they're doing around here. Especially when they try to go over the mountain pass when they end up thinking like there's no snow up there and then it's just like spun off, spun off, spun off. Here's the reality. You know what's helpful? To know the forecast. It's helpful to know, oh, hey, the pass has a couple inches of snow. Well, what does that let you do? Grab some chains Students, if you don't know how to put chains on your car, ask somebody. Let's get you to know how to do that. It's important. It's the best bit of advice today. The reality is, is you're able to be prepared. You're able to know what is ahead. So when you know, guess what? There's some chaos ahead of you. You can look and you can say, there might be chaos, but I'm prepared to walk through it. I'm prepared to journey into it. If you think life for you is going to be easy and nice all the time... When hard times strike, you're not going to know how to respond. Just know there's going to be some chaos. But then know this. Realize that God will get you through. See, it's not know that there's chaos so you can just suck it up and deal with it. It's know that there's this chaos so that you can what? You can look to the one who's in your boat. So you can look to the one who's able to calm the waters. You see my hope and there's a reality. I have times I look to God. I'm just like the disciples in the boat. I'm looking and I'm saying, don't you even care about me? Don't you even care about my mortgage? Don't you even care about the health? Don't you even care? And I end up looking at him, questioning him and he meets me in those moments. But my hope is that I can respond in a way that says, God, although I'm walking through this, I just trust you right here. I know that you will lead me, that you will guide me, that you will help me in the midst of everything I am walking through. Why? Because there will be chaos, but you're above it. You know the path out of it. And Lord, I stepped out in faith, so I'll continue to step the direction you have led me. See, Jesus is our shepherd, He leads us beside still waters. He leads us beside quiet waters. Let him lead you. That's it. Let him lead you. Let him be the one that determines the path. Let him be the one that brings peace to the circumstance. There's too often times that we end up looking and saying, God, I can follow you right now, either because it's easy or because it's way too difficult. The reality is, is, whether it's easy or it's difficult, he's with you. I wanna invite you tonight, not tonight, that's a Wednesday theme. there you go. I wanna invite you this morning just to stand with me if you're able. And in just a few moments, we're gonna sing a song and we're going to reflect on the fact that God is with us in and through all these things that we walk through, this chaotic journey called life. But I have a couple of things. First things, you all got a handout today. With the photos of our seniors and all these things, pray for them. It will affect their lives. We believe that prayer is powerful. So pray for them. Pray that God goes ahead of them. Pray that he calms the waters that lay before them. Pray that he gives them certainty in the steps they are taking. You might look, you might say, I've only been in this church for a week. I don't know any of these seniors. Well, maybe this was a perfect week for you to be here so you can start praying for them because your prayer matters because your time of lifting them up matters. But today, I just want to give an opportunity with every eye closed, head bowed. It's not more spiritual. It's just for the privacy of the person next to you. It's just two things. The first thing is today you walked in here And you're realizing that you've been in a boat without Jesus. That you set out on your journey and you're hitting the chaos and you're saying, I want the one who brings peace to the boat to get in. And you're saying today, Jesus, I want you to lead me. I want you to guide me. Whether it's for the first time or for a new time, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three and then it's a moment for you just to raise your hand. It's between you and God. It's just a symbol between you and him saying, God, you're in my boat now. I'm walking with you. Lead me and guide me, not by my strength, but by who you are, because he is faithful. If that's you today, you want Jesus to get in the boat with you. On the count of three, just raise a hand. One, he loves you. Two, no matter what, he's there with you. Three, if that's you, just raise a hand today thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, right now, I pray for every lifted hand. Keep it there for a second. No one's looking at you. It's a marker between you and the Lord. It's you saying today, Jesus, you're in my boat. I'm going to trust you in this journey. God, right now, no matter the circumstance or situation they are walking in or walking through, may you show them that you are faithful. May you show them peace in the midst of storms. May you show them that you forgive them and you walk with them in and through it all. Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing. Jesus, we thank you for what you're doing. Jesus, we thank you. He is with you. He is with you. The second group today, you're walking through some storms and you're saying, Caleb, I just don't get what's going on. I don't know what to do. And as you're even thinking about having Jesus lead you and guide you, you're like, I just need something more. I need him to move in a greater way. And today you're just saying, God, I need your help through this. Maybe he's even been in the boat, but you've been looking at him, and you haven't been making the right request. And today you're saying, "Jesus, can you save me?" If that's you, count of three, is raising hand. Whatever storm you're going through, one, two, three. If that's you, you're walking through things, and you want him to intervene. Guess what? He wants to meet you in this moment. He wants to meet you in this moment. Lord Jesus, you know the situations. You know the circumstance. You see every uplifted hand right now, God, in a unique, individual way. Meet them. Lord Jesus, we pray for breakthrough this week in the midst of everything they are walking through. God, we pray for your peace to set into conversations that need to happen this week. Lord Jesus, we pray for breakthrough when it comes to feedback, whatever it may be. Right now, Jesus, you know what they need. You move. And Jesus, may they grab your hand and walk with you through it all. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today and this chance we have to reflect on your goodness that you lead us as a good shepherd. Lord, we pray a blessing on the seniors once more that you lead them and guide them through this journey of life. And Lord, may they never forget that they have people who are supporting them and behind them whenever they need it. Jesus, we thank you for today. In your holy name, amen, amen. Amen. Let's worship him and let's praise him in response that he is with us through it all. Let's praise him right now.